Hello, everybody. Welcome to Boss Rush Expansion Pass, our new show to give you extra content from the network you love, which is the Boss Rush Network. I am your host, Corey Dierig. Alongside me is that retro code, Eddie V. Hello, everybody. Hey, boss. How you doing? Hi, Ed. It's just you and me today. We're kind of kind of just like we're gonna so it's it's the first time in like a long time that it's just been you and me right like it's just like yes i feel like i mean don't get me wrong i love the direction that boss rush is going it's it's getting bigger people are contributing in different ways you're heading up nintendo power block and doing a fantastic job with that and you know i've been doing boss rush podcast and uh arsenal x and i love all the different hands that are in the pot right like i think everybody's doing a fantastic job but that just kind of like it means we don't get to do what we used to do you know and just hang out and be ourselves and bs and just kind of (laughs) be like old school pal block like you said you know on the uh you know when we didn't hit the record button on the first five minutes of the last episode (laughs) Uh, but how are you, Ed? How's everything going? How's life? Are you doing yeah. all right? Are you? I mean, I know you're doing all right. We talk, try to talk like every day, but are you doing all right? I am doing good. Uh, you know, just being busy at work and kind of miss writing and everything. Uh, trying to get, but I'm trying to get back into that. I'm trying to get some articles and stuff up for Boss Rush, uh, and you know getting some new projects up for some other platforms outside of Boss Rush. Um, but I've been doing good. Uh, getting ready for the holiday. Um, need to actually play more of my OLED Switch. I haven't really like played it because of all the amazing games that have dropped. You mean this one? Yes. You know, I was saving the white controllers for you. I, the white Joy-Cons. I appreciate that. I I So... Uh, before we get into like what this is and what we're aiming to do with the show and everything, uh, I had to uh, cancel my original order, right? Because like mm. I was I'm switching jobs and you know didn't really have enough money for it anyway, and kind of moving back and forth with things. Uh, but I and and I was kind of like, man, that sucks. I really I really wanted one. Like I just I I first of all i needed a new switch right because mine's day one it's it still works right but like in handheld mode it's just louder than ever and Mm -hmm. whatever triggers the hd rumble in the in the joy cons like triggers it all the time to where they just rumble for no reason like as loud as possible sometimes and uh it's just like i needed a refresh i needed something uh, yes. I still have my old switch. It just stays in the dock now in the living room. And this OLED is my, you know, office slash traveling slash bedroom switch now. And my switch light, I put a couple games on for my kids in case they ever feel the need to like, want to try to play a game someday. Yeah. Uh, but I ended up finding the, they went up on Best Buy one day and I ended up. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I ended up, I was like, oh, I the thing is, is I clicked on, I was checking Twitter for something else, 
probably for one of the other chats on the hundreds of boss rush chats i seem to find myself in <laughs> uh and i have wara 64 and uh cheap ass gamer uh notifications on for this and you know eventually Say. eventually a playstation at some point i don't Get, shout out to them because they've been <laughs> on it dude, dude they've, they, really they've been, been on, on it. it for like man they're just really on it yeah um so it's uh yeah so anyways i i ended up just from from a just a whim i was like you know what i should just grab it right now you know i have the money it's, it's not going to come back in anytime soon especially the white one so i ended up just snagging it and uh i actually like when i got it i put those zelda controllers on it yeah and i was like i think i like the white ones better in terms of like using it just because everything just feels new and like it looks like the it looks like the new switch with the white joy cons on it and the <laughs> yes. the Zelda ones I'll use them eventually right like I will use them but like when I put them on I was just like this doesn't feel new enough I need to put the white ones back on because I've been using those I, blue ones since I got uh-huh. them remember like like probably three or four months after I got my switch somebody was trading in the blue ones because they wanted the red ones and I ended up you know just buying them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was like, man, I really, I really love this thing, dude. I went back and just p- literally played almost every single colorful game I could think of: Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Splatoon mm-hmm. Two. Uh, uh, you know, Mario Party, Mario Kart, pretty much anything with Mario in the title, I tried out. Uh, well, Link's wanna, Awakening I, is beautiful. I want to put on Super Mario 3D World and see how that mug looks. Uh, Spoilers! It looks good. <laughs> it looks really good. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to see how how it pops because that game is very colorful. Yeah, it's 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 really good. I I I like this thing a lot, and I put it I put the dock. I'll have to send you a picture when we're done recording. But I put okay. I reset up my side table that uh-huh. like like my extra monitor is, and the the one that my Xbox Series S is hooked up to. And, yeah. like, I have the Series S on one side and the white Switch dock on the other. And the, uh-huh. white, contr- oh, nice. and the white controllers. And then I have my Wii- <laughs> my poor Wii U tablet, <laughs> which is just this god-awful, like, glossy black color when my Switch and my Series S are this matte white, just beautiful-looking consoles. And then I have this Fisher-Price plastic toy. <laughs> Look, I... I- I've got on record a thousand times saying I think the Wii U, from a library standpoint, is Nintendo's best console by far. Yeah. Well, on, well, the Switch, I guess now, but like before the Switch, up to that point, I think their library is the best. But just playing the thing is just awful. It's just an awful experience. I, you know, what? I, I had a third party Pro controller for a long time so I could have staggered sticks, dude. Like that game is great at playing two D side scrollers and virtual console games and stuff because uh-huh. the d-pad and the face buttons are on the same plane and it makes it work really well and like yeah. a lot of the mario games don't require this the right stick to use the camera with but you can right like super mario 3d world doesn't require you to use a camera but you can right yeah but like man reaching up from the face buttons to use the stick as a camera is so unnatural i hate it uh 
but they nailed it with the Switch. Switch is great. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's my OLED yeah. Switch story. I don't know where we were going with that, really, but it's... I, I, I know we have a topic, but, man, the, I love this white dock for the OLED. Oh, I know. I and, like, really when you turn it on, better. did you know that the Switch logo lights up when you turn it on? Yes. Which is awesome. I love it. I, yeah. And I think that's why we're not, because, yes, I'm still using my old Switch, but I use it for the TV. Yeah. And so that's why it's kind of keeping me away from the OLED. But, like, couldn't, when I cut on my OLED and I look at it, I'd be like, dang, this, I cannot wait to see what Nintendo does for their next system. And we, mm. I know we're going to probably have a d- discussion on it later on. But I'm like, I really hope they do something with it when it when you know just when you cut it on the whole dock lights up or you could change colors and everything or or something because i know definitely kind of with the wii um how they had that blue coming out at night to let you know that something is updated or you got a message but it looked nice with the white or with the black one Mm -hmm. you know and i i hope that they incorporate that like maybe you get a uh, a friend call or a message or something letting you know that hey you got a message so here's a Mario uh, here's a color for Mario or something mm-hmm. like kind of representing your friends and stuff mm-hmm. like kind of go a little bit old school but I'm just like man using a doc to let you know how it looks because I think that's nice when you cut on I guess like the Wii and the Wii U and you just see some kind of color come from it. Even like a little bit even with the Xbox, I like that little white. Uh that's where the X is at. Mm-hmm. When it's in the dark. It looks really it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. Uh I I like things that light up. Yeah. Moral of the story, lights are fun. Yes. <laughs> uh which is funny cuz because we always wanted a color system. Now we're back to <laughs> white systems. I know. I know. It still boggles my mind that they have never, like, come out with, a like, pro controllers for all the games. Right? Like, it just... Yeah. Just boggles my mind that they haven't come out with more pro controllers. Because that seems like such an easy thing for them to do. I, I, I'm we're glad to buy a lot of <laughs> I'm looking for the Smash Brothers one because it's white. That's literally <laughs> all I want is like the Smash Pro controller because it's white. Uh, uh, so Dude, I, I, I hope that they make a breath for the wild. I think they're going to make a breath for the wild too, man. I do and too. if they do, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think, I think they will too. Like, like, don't give me the Joy Cons, give me the Pro controller because that's what I will want. Yeah, definitely. If they're taking it in the air, just like seeing some white and gold. Mm-hmm. With a Breath of the Wild Pro Controller, dude, mm-hmm. I would spend the $80 for that. Yeah, the problem is, that it's like they not that these controllers are bad, but they, they partner with Power A to do all the all the special controllers, and like I just want the Switch Pro Controller, you know? Yes. Like, that's all I want is just like another version of the Switch Pro Controller. Yes. But anyways, Ed... Uh, Just to kind of explain what Expansion Pass is meant to be. Uh, So this is going up, I think, probably... I'm not 100% sure yet. I think this is going up after the new year, actually, to be honest with you. I I want to, like, 
we're recording this on Thanksgiving. Uh, Ed and I are hanging out on Thanksgiving. But, like, there's these are supposed to be kind of, I don't want to say generic topics, but evergreen topics that, you know, Ed and I or, you know, we want to get everybody involved in expansion pass. Like, the Arsenal X team, I think we're going to do one. Uh, I know that I want to get a lot of Nintendo people involved. It's kind of like uh, an extra topic that an evergreen topic and it can be whatever. I mean, it doesn't even have to be like the separate teams. We can have like Laron and Stoy and me on. Right. And just kind of like hit back and forth on certain topics. Uh, yes. It's, this is going to be like an every other week thing uh, opposite of after dark, which is uh, the other bonus show that we're doing. Uh, and basically what we want to do is like, we're launching Patreon in January. I think that's, that's the goal. And the reason why we're recording early is so we can bank kind of, you know, quote unquote bank some episodes. And, uh, this, this episode is going to go up on Patreon. We're not going to require anybody to pay for content, right? It's just, this show is two weeks, uh, what do you call it? Early access. In event. <coughs> Man, this cough just won't go away. Two weeks early access if you uh, subscribe to that tier. And if you want to listen for free, you can subscribe to the Expansion Pass uh, podcast feed. And you get it two weeks after it goes up on Patreon. The goal is to actually get episodes out every week at some point. Uh, but we're starting at every other just to... Make sure we're not overwhelming teams and kind of get into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then if we can, if we feel comfortable enough to hit that extra content, then we will, right? Uh, we're launching yes. After Dark Expansion Pass and relaunching Standard Definition in this way. Uh, and I'm really excited for all this bonus content. But again, we're not requiring you to pay for the content. This is just kind of a way if you want to support the boss rush network in a, any sort of financial way you can. And then if you do, you get these shows early. Yes. Uh, so our topic tonight, Ed and I are going to hang out and kind of talk about the 2021 year in review for Nintendo switch. We're going to kind of talk about the big, uh, big games that came out and we're going to try to hit on some smaller gems that, I think deserve to be talked about in a, in a real way. So we're just going to have a positive talk about 2021 switch. Uh, how, overall, Ed, how do you think that the switch did in 2021? My blownly, it did very well. I think it was the system that had probably the most leading games come out, not just from first party, but like third party, like Capcom heavily supported switch um square enix did uh and we got some great uh some great indie games but man like even e3 for nintendo switch was a was a smash you know it 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 this year when people you know this year people thought that there wouldn't be enough or there would be too much and i'm like i feel like we just got we got e we got some a great balance of games this year, you know, definitely with the ports and definitely with some new stuff. Um, 
you know, people got into a lot of series like Monster Hunter hitting those numbers like five million. Like that's big for a game that's on one platform, which led to people go and buy Monster Hunter uh, stories too. When it didn't, when that first game didn't do well, and people now want that to come to the Switch. You know, like there was just a lot of great hits um, on the system. So uh, I think they did very well uh, this year for Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot of hits. I think there was a lot of surprises, I would say. Uh, a lot of uh, really positive kind of feedback on, on the way the Switch did this year, right? We got it. We got a great Metroid game, which people are saying is better than Super Metroid, which is high praise, right? Like, Yeah. Metroid Dread was... Uh, a game that was announced when I was still in high school for Game Boy Advance. <laughs> I remember I it, the EGM I had had it listed under Game Boy Advance, Metroid Dread, you know, and it was... it, it, and it's funny because I don't I didn't remember that at all, and I was mm-hmm. a big collector of EGM. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and and that was a huge surprise. I I love Metroid Dread, even though it makes me feel like an idiot because like. I'm terrible at Metroidvania games. I think we've discussed this enough. I don't need to rehash on how stupid I am. Uh, but, like, Metroid Dread was a huge surprise. I think people kind of re-fell in love with Mario Party with Superstars. And mm-hmm. uh, people got uh, uh, Monster Hunter, two Monster Hunter games. We got the, be- <laughs> the best 3D Mario game came out on Switch this year in uh, Mario we, we 3D World. So- I thought it would never happen, but Sora and Smash. Oh, like, I, I knew it was going to happen, Ed. I knew. I, I I don't know how Nintendo pulled that off. I don't know how Nintendo and Sakurai pulled that off. I mean, like I said, Nintendo has a good relationship with Disney because they have re- Disney has been putting games on Nintendo systems, and a lot of it um, first party with Nintendo. Uh, on the 3DS, some of the handheld games, and I just felt like Sora has so much license and just so just so much that's going on for, going on for it. Like I don't know how it would play out, but I was I was kind of thinking about this, Corey. Um, that Nintendo and Square Enix have like relationship has gotten better. Mm-hmm. It, it's back. To, it's back to where it was at on the Super Nintendo, in a sense, because like after the N sixty four, Square and Nintendo, Square Enix, or Square Soft at that time, and Nintendo they didn't have a relationship at all. Square literally left Nintendo to have a better business sell with PlayStation, mm-hmm. and now I think ever since they came back to Nintendo, oh, just started with the three DS. Oh no, even with the DS, it's it. it it just sparked into a whole different thing. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Square's business model with Switch is is smart, right? With mm-hmm. it, they, they might not be getting you know the Final Fantasy VII remake or Final Fantasy sixteen or you know whatever, but we got like the Switch got the definitive version of Dragon Quest over the PlayStation, right? They. they've been developing unique games for Switch, which I think is the way to go for that system with Octopath Traveler and Triangle Strategy, and then, you know, obviously the Dragon Quest III remake and the HD 3D style. I think uh, re-releasing their older games, like the older Final Fantasy games, was a smart decision. I think Squares is approaching their Switch business model appropriately. For sure. 
And I, I think it's done very well for them, right? With Bravely Default uh, being an awesome uh, ad for them, and uh, doing the you know those smaller games like I Am Satsuna and uh, uh, Lost Fear, and what was the other game that they did? That studio did um, that action RPG, that stylus action RPG that they did. Uh, okay, Otis. Odefin, Odison, or something like that. It starts with an O. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't. I think it's called Oninaki or something. Oni, yeah, Oninaki, yeah. So I think I think the switch is make, or I think Square is making smart decisions for sure. Which has, yeah, which which is great because Square Enix has been putting even demos of those games on Switch mm-hmm. and be like, hey, if you you know watching the Nintendo Direct and be like, hey, you want to try this game out. Here it is, like voice of cars. Like it's a surprise it's like to me personally, it's probably one of the best card games I've ever played on the system this year. Or any or any RPG. Like, I don't know how this ten or twelve hour game is literally top tier. It could it could be in the running for a game of the year for some people because it's so good. You yeah. know. I yeah. Plus, like, I I think, I think the way that third parties are approaching the switch is has been pretty smart recently. Actually, like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, we're gonna get a lot of Capcom's uh, back catalog, but maybe we'll get one or two kind of special games like Monster Hunter Stories and Monster Hunter Rise, right? Developed strictly for the Switch, and I think I think both those games did well. You know, I think. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories sold over 2 million units, which is pretty big for that game since the first game didn't sell very well. Uh, Monster yes. Hunter Rise is, is big, I think. Uh, I mean, obviously not as big as the world, but I think for this, for a, a game that is Switch only, that is that kind of niche, right? It, it, I think it yes. sold, what it sell? Like 5 million units, I think, at least. Yep, about so, 5 million, yeah. Yeah, Capcom's doing well. I think, I think, you're going to start seeing Konami kind of move towards the Switch with some uh, some of their older games. I mean, you already have with Castlevania and Contra and stuff like that, but I mean, I think you're going to start seeing Metal Gear Legacy stuff come to Switch. I think you're going to start seeing you know, some of their older games. So, yeah, I think the Switch has done very well this, this year. Yeah. Uh, in terms of first party and third party. And indies. Like, there's oh. a lot of great indies that came out this year. Oh yes, um, Death's Door, Unsighted. Uh, those are those are just two that I've recently been looking at. Right, like I mean, I I know that you're more of an indie guy than I am, and I know that I mean I wish Dan was here to kind of talk about the indies on the Switch this year, but man, they've done some good stuff. Yeah, like Eastbound is a good one. Yeah. Um Cyber Cyber Ninja was a good one. Cyber Shadow. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot Cyber, Cyber Shadow. Shadow came out early this year. Gosh, that, <laughs> this felt year. Like, that felt like five years ago, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh H O A. Um looks like a beautiful game. Like yeah. there there's been some knocks and I think that was the I think that's the one thing that a lot of indies or just a lot of players who are gamers from for all uh, platforms so a lot of them sometimes been saying, I'll wait for the Switch fresh. You know, and I'm seeing it mm-hmm. more and more. Well, I mean, uh, I think I think the thing, too, a lot of people are doing, especially if you have Game Pass for, on Xbox, is, like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will play the games on Xbox and say, oh, I really like that. Let me buy this on Switch so I can take it with me. I've heard yes. a lot of that. Just because, like, 
Game Pass, like, yeah, the, the, the developers are supported by Microsoft, right? They cut you a check. Like, it's a it it's either, like, as good or better than actually selling the game at this point, right? But you're not really supporting the developer directly. And I think a lot of people want to support the games they love. So I think that's a way that they're doing it. Yeah, it's... That's good. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, like, De- like I was talking talking to Jesse about Death Store. It's just like I've never heard of this game, and it felt like it came out of the blue, and mm-hmm. a lot of the Xbox players were playing it, but it yeah. just didn't. You know, it. Well, it got a, got when, a lot of got a lot of good praise on Xbox. And yeah, then, but like, it felt like one, it felt like one of those games where people were like, "Yeah, this game looks awesome." I'm waiting for the Switch version because it's going to come there inevitably, right? Yeah. And which is fine, but that's also another game that never came to Game Pass. So I wonder how well it did on Xbox initially. To be honest, like uh, I, I wonder if it how well it sold, and I wonder if people got the word of mouth is like, oh, this is really good, and then people are like, well, I'm, I want to play it on Switch. I'm going to take it with me. Uh, I think I think Stephanie and I actually just had this conversation on Twitter. Uh, she tweeted out, "Hey, uh, I want to get Death's Door. Do I get it on Xbox or Switch?" I'm like, "Well, everybody loves it on Xbox, but if you want to take it with you, you know, and you don't care about achievements, the Switch version is probably the way to go. You know, because it's not yeah. graphically intensive. Obviously, indies do like you want to take your indies with you. It just they just feels good, you know, at home. So yes." I, I just and I go ahead. No, because I, I have Death Store and it controls beautifully. It looks well, um, like really good. Fra- I have no frame rate problems with it or anything. Mm-hmm. And I think what's gonna, I think it's still that thing that I buy it on Switch. And for some of the people, if they're waiting for that physical, they're gonna go and buy that physical. Mm-hmm. And so that's to them right there. That's that's their sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. In a sense, you know, and I, I guess that's kind of work that works well for a Switch and kind of for Microsoft in a way that if people play it and they be like, okay, I want to play the full game on the go or on my Switch because I feel like it feels right with that. It's not a knock against Microsoft. It's it's kind of like a good way to advertise this game because some people will go in and buy it. It's been happening. I think ever since the Switch came out, that when Indies comes to Nintendo Switch, people will double dip on it. We we always talk we always talked about it, and so looking at Death's Door and playing it, it was just like I, I was telling Jesse this. Um, people, Sony was trying to get people to pre-order it so they could save ten percent off, mm-hmm. and I don't know how how well that did. It may have did well, but. I bet you we'll probably see within a couple of weeks or something, we'll probably see some sales data on Death Store where the uh, developer comes out to say, yeah, we sold it on Switch like really, really good. People paid $20. So just think about five people buying the game at 20 bucks. Right. That's $100 in their pocket. And if a lot of people are buying it, man, like good for them. It's going to make people want to, it's going to be, it's going to make people. Uh, expect their next game to be high quality that they're going to be looking forward to. Yeah. I want to point out that the Switch had, uh, according to Metacritic, had its 63 games score higher than an 80 this this year. 
If you include wow. if you include indies, third parties, and first and first mm. parties, obviously, uh, the the biggest hits were uh, Atelier Rise of Two, Lost Legends, and The Secret Fairy, uh, Blaster Master Zero Three. Uh, let's see, I'm kind of just scrolling here. I'm gonna hit uh, Persona Five Strikers, Monster Hunter Stories Two, Skyward Sword HD, Trails of Cold Steel Four. Uh, Dodgeball Academia, which I know a lot of people were really high on when it came out. Cyber mm. Shadow. Oh, oh, the other one that came that did really well for Switch Two, uh, even though Square just came out the other day as of this recording and said it it did not meet expectations, not even close. But we all know how Square's expectations are. Uh, Neo: The World Ends with You came out, which was a big hit with fans of that series. Uh, Little Nightmares Two. Uh, do, 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 Knockout City, Castlevania Advance Collection, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake, Doki Doki Literature Club was a huge hit uh, for Switch. Um, yeah. Uh, Shimigami Tensei 5, huge game. I still want to get that game. Man, I would do anything for that game right now. Monster Hunter Rides, Metroid Dread, uh, Fez. Uh, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, Tetris Effect Connected. So like, that's so that's 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 so many huge games. Like that's an that's a one year. That's enough. That's enough uh, firepower to fill a library for someone, right? Like, yeah. I mean, the Switch did great this year. I I think Metroid was a huge surprise to a lot of people, just because Mercury Steam has a hit or miss record with their games, right? Like, yes, don't get me wrong. The remake of Samus returns was, was well received, but it was a remake of a game boy game and they had to structure a game around a remake of a game boy game. You know I mean? There's, there's only so much you can do with that. And then the Castlevania game they made was not well received. They had a couple other misses, but they really hit with Metroid dread. They really hit their stride. They knew what they wanted to make. They knew what they were going for. And man, I gotta tell you, it's it's probably my favorite game of the year so far, uh, as of this mm-hmm. recording. So it's gosh, it's so good. It's really just something special. Metroid Dread it's... did something really fun and they went back to the basics. They made a Metroid they made a Metroid ass Metroid game. Is what they made, right? Like you're shooting, <laughs> yeah. you're shooting blocks in the ceiling that maybe nobody would know to shoot unless you have played Metroid before. I fell into that trap, right? Uh, they did the whole backtracking thing. Like it's just, it's a good game, man. It's such a good game. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's it's one of those things. Like I said, when a company works with Nintendo there's going to be something about that quality that stands out. You're going to you're going to see that their design, them coming together, just feels different than previous games. And, you know, uh, Metroid Dread, people just didn't expect... People were excited for this, for this game, but people didn't expect this thing to be this grand, this phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild thing where... People went back, or even with Wicker HD on Wii U, people went back and got their kids into the series mm-hmm. so they could be ready for that release of the game. I mean, you saw you know? the 3DS and Wii U eShops 
shoot Metroid to the top, right? Like, yeah. Like, I think every single Metroid game was in the top 10 at some point over the last three or four months, you know? And that's right. crazy. That's, that's crazy. It's, so it's, yeah. It, and it's, it's literally funny that we got the N64 and the Sega Genesis online expansion. So, you know, yeah. um, people have been going back and playing those games. And I know the price thing has been a big debate, but now, it, once again, it just fell here's, by the wayside. And here's the thing. If you can't afford $4.16 a month, and, like, A, you can still pay for the $20 version and not have these expansions, so you can just, yeah. like, ignore it. Like, I... We did this on Power Block a couple months ago, I think, at this point. Like, But if you want these games and you want to play them and you think $50 is too much, like, I get it. But also, like, it's $4.16 a month. You could probably find that in your couch cushions. Like, I I, I don't know. I, I guess I feel different. Maybe I'm a little biased. But, like, I don't think it's that much. All the other platforms, you pay 60 or $70 for their online service. Like, this is not... I, I I understand that Nintendo's online service is less than ideal, <laughs> to put it nicely, mm-hmm. very nicely. But like, I still think they're offering something better than, you know, than just sitting around doing nothing with their online service. You know, right? I mean, you get free game day, like trial weekends to play like a full game. Um, you know, stuff like Tetris, the Tetris ninety nine things you know playing online with other players for some of these old games that you couldn't play like you know it's it, there's just i think they have enough that's there and definitely um some of the international games that's on there mm-hmm. that's that never came to america like uh, sorry microsoft and sony but they're not offering that they're offering games that have already been here or have came to one of those platforms, and they're now just releasing it on a different platform. Like, where are the Japanese games that were on PlayStation and Microsoft that never came to America? Like, I would like to see more of that. And in the sense that Nintendo's been doing that since, uh, since the Super Nintendo Online and Nintendo NES Online. So you could go on there and find some international games. I mean, they've been doing there. it really since like the Wii. Remember, like Sin and Punishment. Oh yeah, they brought Sin and Punishment over. I mean, they. I mean, I think what Sin and Punishment is on the Nintendo sixty four on Switch yeah. Online thing, right? Yes. Uh, I I I think Nintendo's been pretty good at that. Like they did the whole Fire Emblem thing, the NES Fire Emblem earlier this year too, right? Where yeah. Uh, it was like what six or seven dollars, and you got to play the original NES Fire Emblem fully translated and whatever, which is like that game's really bad. Don't play it. But I mean, <laughs> unless you're like an extreme collector or love Fire Emblem, right? I mean, that game's just really bad. I don't think I don't think you should play anything <laughs> at this point before Awakening, to be honest. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, you can. Like, I'm not telling you no. Like, it, it's just a different experience, right? It's not the relationship building rpg right it's it's a straight up strategy game before this right the wii version and the gamecube version in particular is like just a straight up strategy game if you if you don't do it you're dead right like i mean there's no rpg (laughs) about there's no strategy rpg about it it's just a straight up strategy game which don't get me wrong gamecube version is really fun but i don't think it holds up by today's fire emblem standards i think 
I think the 3DS versions are actually the best. I think Fates and Awakening are the best ones. I love yeah, I loved Three Houses. So Don't get me wrong, I love Three Houses, but like, man, there is a lot of just like <sighs> interesting content in that game <laughs> in relationship <laughs> building that is, you know, very hey, a lot of people are still and somebody was just like, I went back to Fire how uh Fire Emblem Three Houses and I'm stuck. And they they, they just like, well, here go another forty some plus hours again. Yeah, because the game is that good, you know. Uh, but I think for 2021, definitely with Nintendo, um, like the their direct's been good. Um, you know, we got people are still having theories about Breath of the Wild two, mm-hmm. um, what the name could be, what they're looking forward to it. Uh, you know, we actually got like the Femcon Detective Club. Like that was a game that was in Japan that never came to America. So oh, yeah. you played like, those, that's... right? You played both of those. Yeah. Did you like them? Yeah. I mean, tell. I mean, if they, people are they... new or haven't didn't listen to that episode, tell tell us about that game. So games, um, the Femcon, uh, the Femcon Detective Club is like a visual novel. Uh, where you got to kind of investigate uh, this um, a, a murder that happens, and um, you meet these characters and you explore and you're trying to find out what's going uh, what's going on uh, to progress through the story. Um, they came up with two games. The uh, first game uh, is like the um, how you know they all started. I mean you know you meeting the characters and then the second game is the prequel to the first game um like it was a past case and you're kind of just like going through the memory of it and everything so there's two uh two games um they i think they were originally released on the nes uh, and they never came to America. In fact, a lot of people here in America knew nothing about it. So when they showed it in the Nintendo Direct, I was just like, oh, what is this? This is a visual detective game for Nintendo? So yeah, uh, it's a, it's really, really good. You, you get surprised at the ending of how it goes. And if anyone, uh, I know some people who are you know who don't know about a game called Snatcher um that was directed by Hideo Kojima from Konami it's kind of in that style of game um and I, I advise people to go watch a little bit of Snatcher just to get an idea of it but it's a it is a visual novel now it's not all boobies and breasts and all the stuff that's on the switch that continue to come out that when Corey reads the name she just be like wait what <laughs> uh mm. it's it, it's a it's a straightforward japanese game <laughs> that uh i i do recommend people to look at if they're interested in that style of game, I, it it did fairly well in sales, uh, but it wasn't a big hit um, because a lot of visual novel games are not that too big yet uh, here in America. But just to see that Nintendo did one and brought it out, I'm like, I'm surprised because the only one that I actually know of still to this day is Hotel Dusk. It's room 213. That's the only one that I knew that Nintendo did or published in uh, no, they had this one back. So I I definitely recommend people take a look at it. Um, it's beautiful animation, beautiful hand drawn sprites, um, just really really good. Um, hmm. 
So cool. Yeah. I, I think it's something that I will check out at some point. I, I mean, there's, there's just so much to play right now. Uh, and it's clearly not slowing down into 2022, right? Like we, I think we're going to do another episode at some point on the, the year ahead for switch, uh, just you and me kind of talking about it, but I don't know. I think that, I think, I think the switch had a stellar 2021. It was one of the better years, I think, especially after what the year 2020 was just animal crossing. And, uh, what was the other game that came out? (laughs) Like, uh, hybrid warriors. Yeah. Yeah. But there's something else too. But anyways, I, I, I think people needed this year to have faith in the switch again. Not that it was doing mm-hmm. bad, right? Like, I mean, with the pandemic and everything, the Switch was still killing it, and Animal Crossing carried them through the summer. Oh yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm glad they started releasing games this year, and they're not slowing down, which is awesome. Which is, we awesome. just, just, oh, like, like you said, 2022, just, just thinking of that list of the, of that stuff, and then. If, if because now I have a feeling I'm now on the side. I I threw the sun off. Uh, I feel like because of how successful Metro Dread was, I think we are going to get that Metro Prime trilogy. And I think not only is it going to be HD, it's going to really look different than the GameCube ones. It's going to be or the GameCube and Wii well, ones. It's going to be like oh they really went in and fixed well, some stuff. Yeah, I mean we'll talk a little bit about it during that. Uh, episode during that episode, you know, but there's a there's a rumor out there that says it's probably only going to be the first game now. But we'll see, we'll see. It's just a rumor, right now. Uh, yeah, 2021. I'm just kind of scrolling through this list for <laughs> for 2020 for the Switch, and it was it was really light. <laughs> it was. Let's see, Darksiders Genesis in February. <laughs> Sorry, that game was not very good. I like, I love Darksiders, but that game was not one of their best efforts. Uh, yeah. So it was that. It was Pokemon Mystery Dungeon in March, Animal Crossing in March, and then let's see, April was nothing, 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 nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Trials of Mana did, in March, I guess. Then we have Bioshock and I mean I don't Borderlands. That's those oh, that was I don't, in May. I don't really count those. I'm not counting any oh, okay. like remakes or anything. Like I mean, yeah, okay. they all came in May on the same day. It was Bioshock, XCOM, and Borderlands all on the same day, which was really stupid of them, but whatever. I'm not <clears throat> Um June. Uh, the Pokemon DLC came in June. Let's see. July yes. was not really anything. August was nothing. This is really this is really good content, by the way. Sorry, guys. I'm just I just want to make sure. When I was everything. when was Mario Maker two? Mario Maker two was like three years ago, dude. Oh, that was. I think that was 2019. That was Nighty? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we get into September, and we have... 
nothing. Because Hades was leading. Uh, September or October. Super Mario 3D All-Stars was in September. September. And then October was... Where is this? Gosh, this, there's like literally nothing in 2020 for Switch. It's crazy. This is There's less than I thought. Uh, Mario hmm. Kart Live in October was their kind of big push. Yeah. Torchlight 3. Um, no More Heroes 1 and 2 came to Switch, which, I mean, doesn't really count. They're kind of remakes. Uh, Pikmin right. 3 Deluxe was like the next big release. Yeah. Was there not a Pokemon game in November last year? No. I swear there was. I think I think uh No because Sword of Shield Right came in nineteen. Right. So yeah, I uh, mean there was like there was really nothing for Switch until you know, they didn't even have a big November release. Well, that that's why I said I mean um, I think they were trying to let you know play I think they were kind of staying out of the way of PlayStation and Xbox releasing those consoles, but But at the end of the month, Harbor Warriors yeah. Was oh yeah, Hyrule was Warriors was October though. I think still. I think. No, it was November. It was November because Cyberpunk was supposed to come out before Hyrule Warriors, and they both were in that uh, week of each other. But then they pushed uh, Cyberpunk to December, so Hyrule Warriors came out uh, as the big game. Oh yeah, for I'm Nintendo right. for that month. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was like nothing, you know. I mean, that. I mean, High Rewards. I mean, yeah, High Rewards was was positioned uh, as a big game, and Doom Eternal came out in December. But that was it. Yeah. You have Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal, Hyrule Warriors, and Pikmin Three, which are all good games on their own right. But like, man, Animal Crossing just carried them through that whole year. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah, I know. I know. There's people on boss the team that love, love, love Hyrule Warriors, but man, nothing. So 2021 like definitely said, stands out against 2020. Plus, like the like pandemic, said, I'm sure really ruined yeah. a lot. Sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting you off. No, no. I, I think Hades kind of defeated a lot of Nintendo stuff because it was so good that when people were playing it on Switch. It was the game, kind of of the year, in a mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, you know, um, Animal Crossing did a good think... job of keeping people engaged, though. I mean, the oh, yeah, I know the DLC kind of fell off for that, but I mean, the year really kept people engaged with events, and I don't know, I I just know a lot of people from Boss Rush played that game the almost the entire year, and I tried for two. I tried. I gave Animal Crossing a real two to three weeks and i said this game is not for me i am sorry animal crossing it's not for me but we have it in our library because it's a nintendo game (laughs) i sure do every time i go in there and see download again or re-download the re-download list animal crossing is right there at the top i'm like man (sighs) that game (laughs) stuck there forever yes (laughs) And I, I got did, caught. I, I got say, caught in the hype. You know, people we were playing games with like really hyped mm-hmm. it up, and then I got hyped, and I'm like, I want to build a town. 
But then I could never find all the fossils, and then a giant Easter bunny chased me around the island. <laughs> I was like, I can't do you this. Said no. Said I, I th- no. I think what I think what happened was 2019 literally spoiled us. Mm-hmm. Dude, I mean, you got we have Fire Emblem, we have uh, Astro Chain, uh, Link's Awakening, uh, Dragon Quest, uh, ten, what Dragon Quest Ten. Uh, I mean, not 10, 11. Um, we had uh, Damon X, we had all of that craziness hit hit us, and it was just within three months. And it was just like, what is what in the world? And Fire Emblem Three Houses just like literally almost destroyed everything because everybody was buying it and playing it. Mm-hmm. I'm still mad at Amazon that they lost my collector's pack, but it was the game. That everybody was talking about. Oh yeah, for sure. So it, it's just like, how do you go from 2019 to 2020 where you had like a <coughs> sorry, a uphill of amazing titles till 2022? You'd be like, well, we gotta find something to play. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was 2021 was a good year. I I love Mario 3D World, Metroid Dread. Uh, I just got monster hunter rise which i'm really excited i think monsters hunter stories was a nice surprise for me at least uh i mean i didn't really finish it obviously but I, it was a nice surprise i really like that game a lot yes. uh i oh. re- i really want to play shim and got my tensei five what's one game this year that came that came out that you didn't get to play yet that you wanted to just uh-huh. just one ed you know how you like your lists <laughs> so um Persona 5 Strikers. I didn't get to play this year, but I do. Uh, but it is coming uh, to Switch, uh, to my Switch, because I did get by for Black Friday. But it was a game that I just literally missed because of um, playing everything else. I think Xena, was Xenoblade? No. Was Xenoblade Chronicles this, this year? Yeah, the Definitive Edition was this year. I think I was waiting for that. Um, and I passed up on the Persona Five Strikers because I actually thought that I was I kind of was waiting for Persona Five. Um, I was still waiting for my Series X and a PlayStation Five to get. So there were some things that I just like had to rearrange, um, and wait for. But yeah, Persona Five Strikers is the one, uh, for me. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think Shimagami Tensei Five is the one for me. I I. And I mean, I might get it in December if I get, you know, lucky or if it goes on sale or whatever. But that's one that kind of got away from me. And I it. And I will say that I was planning on getting a Grand Theft Auto trilogy. Mm, good thing you didn't. Uh, save me some money. I heard. Um, I mean, you don't even like that game anyway. They, all they need to do is give you another reason to hate on it. So. <laughs> well, and, well, I'm, I'm telling around this. I'm just like the only reason that I would buy this game on Switch is because I want Max Payne Three on Switch. I want Rockstar to port that game. I don't. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Max Payne One or Two. They if they want to come, that's fine. But Max Payne Three is so good, and I feel like a lot of people slept on it. And I think because. A lot of these older games that's coming to Switch, people will give it the chance. Oh, and the uh, Crisis Trilogy. 
I want to get that on Switch. I played the first one on Switch. It's it's okay. I think I think there are better shooters out there now. Even on Switch, I think there are yeah. better shooters. I, I it, that game was a I think that game got so much hype because of how great it looked and don't get me wrong, it yeah. still looks good, but like it doesn't play great. It feels kind of tanky and clunky and especially with games like Halo even at the time, Halo felt better, and Destiny, and you know, I guess even something like Call of Duty and uh, uh, Battlefield probably played. I mean, I know they're kind of different games, but like if you're kind of going that super soldier route, I think I think Halo and Destiny feel way better than that game. It's just it feels slow, it feels clunky. Uh, if you're looking for a first person shooter on Switch, I guess you could check it out, but like. I also think there are better shooters. I think Borderlands is better, honestly, on Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely the, the Doom 2016 remake. Like, yeah, Doom I mean, and Wolfenstein are both on Switch, mm-hmm. and they play better. Uh, I actually tried out Wolfenstein on the on the OLED, and uh, it's weird. Like, I I think that game obviously should be played on PC or Xbox or I guess PlayStation, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. But I th- I think. Because it only runs at like 600p on the OLED screen, so it kind of has this grainy feel. Yeah, but I think it works for Wolfenstein because it takes place in the 60s and like giving it that lower. And I know it's just a technical limitation on the console. I'm not trying to like, you know, say oh it looks better, but I think it looks cool with that definition downgrade. Yeah, because it makes it feel like it makes it feel. It's more immersive that way, almost in a in a sense, you know. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong. I think running this game at 120 frames a second on your Xbox Series X is probably the way to go. At, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. 1440p or 4K or whatever you want to play it at. But like, just this little weird, odd version of like is just like a really cool way to experience it. I don't know. I. I'm a big supporter of Bethesda's games on Switch, I think. I, I really like playing them on Switch. I think it's it oddly fits, even though it's the worst way to play those games. And I know people, especially Doom, people are more adamant about playing, oh, you need like 700 frames a second at 8K. And I'm like, yeah, but it's kind of neat on Switch. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy. And I think the Series X and S have ruined that experienced for me a little bit like yeah the load times and the high frame rates and the high fidelity really look awesome on these consoles but there's something kind of quaint about playing doom eternal on the switch at this lower resolution and it's kind of muddy and it's kind of fast but also blurry and it just i don't know there's something there's there's something fair charming there (laughs) yeah Charming. That's a good word. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> I think uh, it's it, kind of the richer thing that I think people just go with it for the experience. And uh, they by be the like, way, this is the, the Witcher on Switch is is the way to play it. I feel like it's so good. I love yeah. that game on the Switch. I actually booted up the other day too, just to see. It's really vibrant. Like it really makes me want Twilight Princess on Switch for some reason. Because, like, oh, Twilight Princess dude. was, like, that kind of, quote-unquote, darker, more realistic-looking Zelda. I don't know. I, 
to have Twilight Princess and the re-releases of the Amiibos for that. I, I, man, I, I, I so much want it now. And, and to play the OLED on the go, it's just on my TV, like, come on, Numa, go in, do it, give me Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD. I'll take it too. Yeah, it's, it's good. I I really I really think the Switch had a strong 2021. I'm really looking forward to next yeah. year on the console. I'm actually really looking forward to a lot on Xbox as well. I think next year is going to just be a great it's, year for games in general. It's a it's a crazy battle for kind of for all three platforms, but like S Series X, yeah, Xbox and Nintendo, they're going to go at it, and it's not going to be a bad kind com- competition. It's going to be like. What do I play? Because mm-hmm. I know purchasing these games and seeing them on Game Pass, yes, they are there. But what order do I play them in? Do I play all this Xbox stuff first, first stuff, and then jump to Switch, or vice versa? Because I'm like, and then definitely with Halo Infinite still having content coming out after next month, mm-hmm. after December. That's really going to push a lot of the stuff, uh, gameplay time for Xbox. You know, it, it, it's it's going to be for the next probably half of, uh, I think, up to June 2022. It's a bunker's gears for games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that on one of the one of these future episodes here. I I th- I think 2021 was a strong year for Switch. It was a strong year for games in general. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to play more games. So yes, we we are going to. Whoops! Oh no! We are gonna kind of wrap the episode here. I one final thought on the Switch 2021. I think for me, the game of the year is clearly uh, Metroid Dread, but also. I think there was a few nice surprises. Tetris Effect Connected is a nice surprise for me. Obviously, Super Mario 3D World, if you have not played it, please play it. It is a fantastic... It's the best 3D Mario game. Yeah. Uh, so, any final thoughts uh, before we wrap up? Yes. Uh, I would agree with Corey Metroid Dread. Uh, phenomenal, fantastic, like, perfect 10 for me. Um, Bluetooth headset on Switch. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 I know it's late, but now it's literally the way that I game on mm-hmm. Switch. And I, I keep talking about my Sony headphones. And not going to knock Xbox. Their, their Xbox wireless headset is amazing. But hearing my, the, the games on Switch, just shapes and beats on my headset, man, mm-hmm. I'm lucky. That's, yeah, they like I said, they're late. But I'm lucky they got it because now it just makes the experience more, greater hearing that hearing just that good sound and that and there's awesome tunes and music like when we talk about music and atmosphere definitely in metroid dread man it's crazy yeah so yeah yeah all right well that's gonna do it for this uh round of expansion pass i want to thank everybody uh who watched and or listened this is weird. If you want to get the show early, you can head on over to patreon.com slash boss rush network. If you don't want to get it early, you don't have to. You can just go find boss rush expansion pass on your favorite 
podcast a service. Uh, right now, every other week for this opposite of Boss Rush After Dark. Also, if you want that show two weeks early, you can also head on over to Patreon and check that out as well. Ed, this was a this was a fun start to this style of show. I think it's going to take a couple episodes to really find the footing of what we kind of yeah expect the show to be. But it was fun just kind of being us again. I think you know it's yes. I miss I miss this. I do. I think I think you and Jacob and Dan are killing it on Pow Block and David when he's available, right? But like, mm-hmm. I think you guys are killing it. I, you know, it's, it's just a fun, fun time. And obviously there would be no boss rush without power block. So, um, thank, thank you for always delivering in a fantastic show, you and Jacob and Dan, but like, I miss hanging out, you know, (laughs) like I really miss hanging (laughs) out and just, I mean, remember when our episodes would go like two and a half, three hours for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, I uh, miss. I kind of, I kind of miss those days, right? But like, you know, this, I think this is a way for us to do that without, you know, taking up show real show time. You know, yes, uh, in a sense. So, and obviously, there's going to be episodes where I'm not on. There's going to be episodes where Ed's not on. But like, you know, this this first few just to get the ball rolling and seeing, feeling it out and seeing what we want to do. It's uh, you know, Ed, I I miss you. I think this is a fun time. I miss you too, Corey. I miss you Sorry. too, boss. It's all that. It's all that Thanksgiving food, man. It's like, it's like I'm, I'm not like sleepy tired, but you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't have to tell you after you eat Thanksgiving food. It's just like, <laughs> what is happening? So. Dude, I fell asleep. I fell asleep playing Pokemon in my <laughs> in my program. Of course so you did. <laughs> of course you did. All right, we're gonna so. we're gonna wrap this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Boss Rush Network. You can find all of our content on BossRush.net, including this show in video form if you would prefer. Uh, let's see. What else? What else do I need to do? I don't know. I got to get a new rhythm for this. I'm so used to Boss Rush podcast in arsenal x that like getting into a new show and a new rhythm it's like man i gotta i should probably write stuff down for this but these first couple episodes we're just we're kind of just winging it we're gonna be honest we'll have bigger plans bigger plans anyways you can follow ed at that retro code you can follow me at i am Corey in hd you can find all of our content on bossers.net follow us on twitter at bossers network thank you guys so much for watching and or listening and until next time we love you goodbye Everybody.